Hello and welcome to Fuels with Tuels, the not quite so imaginative podcast that's not with the usual Steve, Alan, Brett. In fact, today we've got me, Andy P, from Telsmatin Creature, amongst other places. We also have. Oh, should have thought about this in order way of sort of doing things. <laughs> Who arrived first? Who arrived first after me? Well, that'd be me. And that is? Simon Harmon from his loft. <laughs> and we also have? Oh, that'll be me. Uh, yeah. There's Chris Smith from Virginia. <laughs> and finally. And, um, and I'm Dominic uh, Sneak Dante Stealth Inferno in my lounge. Yeah, so not the usual boys, because they're having a break, because they're busy. And Steve's building a bathroom. Al's really busy at work and Brett is probably recovering from Maker Camp. So he's either sleeping or travelling. Hopefully not at the same time as he's driving. <laughs> Simon, what have you been up to this week? I've, I've was been uh, trying to get the hang of lasers and materials that I was trying to cut. Because having a laser is one thing, and then having a material and thinking, I've got the hang of this, and then the density of that material changes, and next thing you know, everything's being cut through. <laughs> I was finding quite an issue. Or, or the density changes and decides to become more dense, and now all of a sudden you've just got a series of dark lines over something, and you can't do much else with it. Because you lift it up thinking it's going to have cut through, and you now can't. And unfortunately, with the cheaper lasers, it's a case of then trying to get it back in exactly the right place, which you're never going to do to line it up and go again. So that piece of ply in the bin. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my wife bought, a, bought um, a pack of, I think it was classed as uh, balsa wood, um, or a balsa ply or something like that um, a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago now. And then with all the wood prices changing recently, those are now unaffordable to be able to, to, to mill up and, and, and sell a product. Whereas some of this other ply is, a bit, is the price hasn't changed. So that's what I was trying to use and wondering why the price hasn't changed is because it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, it is interesting, but, the different types, isn't it? Of, um, yeah. Kind of variation. Yeah. I mean, I was finding some stuff then when I was do, uh, kind of diving a bit deeper into buying stuff, you actually go to a dedicated laser site and I don't understand on how people can buy laser proper laser ply from a laser ply website, for example, and then make a profit on anything. Because in some cases it was five times the price of the other stuff I had bought. Now, as long as the quality was five times as good, then at least you're halfway there. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that wasn't fun. Mm. You learn. You do. And you remember trying and doing things like that. You come across, do you, do you know um, John Kaipoff from uh, the States? He's a professor from a college in New Jersey, I think. He's really into Glowforge uh, and other digital tools. He did a really good series um, looking at different materials and how they laser. It's really quite interesting. He did a, a really good sort of KUIP. H O double F. If you want to look it up, nice guy too. Um, he's um really good. He's got a lovely workshop as well. Really nice workshop. Very smart. So what time is looking that up? Yeah. yeah. Chris, what have you been up to? Yes, and that. Andy. Um, pretty much most of my mental energies been focused on my new job. Um as videographer and digital marketing executive. Yeah, I think I got that right. That's very posh title, uh, executive. It is. Uh, it's a bit of a dream job, actually. Um, it's the equivalent of a realistic full-time YouTuber. And I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I bet. The only thing is, of course, I have to talk about the company's product and push that and promote that rather than doing my completely my own thing. But still, absolutely great fun. Well, I guess yeah, you got you're, you're training, aren't you? You got to, yeah, do some development and training. Yeah, I suppose yeah, if yeah. you've got a new random video made, you can randomly video your own stuff. He's, you yep, yep. I've been doing uh, demonstrations of our machines that we sell. Um, just occasionally thinking, do you know what? This would be a lovely video to 
go and have a look at and yeah just running down to the factory floor filming something pushing it out on linkedin and all various different social medias uh, and loving it but of course doing all that and then coming home and wanting to edit and do youtube videos is a bit of a struggle uh, yeah we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> it really does sap the energy um in the background i've also been building a ooze nest work bee as well um mm. yeah that one's for me that's not a sponsored video that's that's not even gonna mention it on instagram other than maybe when it's complete that, that's purely just a tool for my own personal pleasure there's not many of them <laughs> as well as um uh, doing a little review of a works mitosaur called us one uh which i believe mr jeffrey smith good friend of all of us is also doing a review on as well so yeah so thanks on that today he would take delivery yeah and works are a really uh, fantastic company to work with because in the past i've said oh do you want to have a look at the video before i post it out and they've just told me no 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 just publish it say what you think we just want to say we just want to hear it i wish more tool companies were like that yeah what voltage is that chop saw 20 volts Ooh, so it uses okay. the works power share batteries mm -hmm. which i've got in my strimmer leaf blower everything pretty much so some of us don't have a shop full of makita gear simon <laughs> right i'm leaving <laughs> i just don't have any merch up here for once this is the only room that doesn't have any in <laughs> you can't see anything red in your background um, no. although i did yeah. see a see i think it was a linstagram reel the other day that said how to make i think it was makita how to make a makita good <laughs> they got a milwaukee and spray painted it makita colors and went there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and last crazy little thing just surely a fun project for the little girl which i probably again won't do anything with um other than just for my own amusement i, I made anyone any of you fans of hey dougie CBB's show. No, no. Some of you. No. <laughs> my my niece is after after my time, I think. Yeah, well, it'd be difficult to explain. Essentially, there's a character on there called Choo Choo, a panda. She's fantastic, and I just got the old jigsaw out and made a full size one and stuck it in the bamboo down in the bottom of the garden. And the reaction brilliant. from my little girl was just priceless and worth spending the time to do that. Cool. Don, God. what have you done to this week? Uh, I, for, well, as the last two weeks, have been building Panto in the theatre I work at. Oh, uh, no, you haven't. So, oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have said Panto. That, the, the, the generic Christmas show <laughs> <laughs> that features a Pantom. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so built a giant, essentially a house for one of the things that's on a truck that's on a wheelie dolly but it's three meters tall and you're just looking at it going that, that's not gonna fit <laughs> that's too big something but oh dear just been working working off the designers um one to 25 scale model and going like well i've measured the model and it it's the right size it's the right size for the model so <laughs> ouch it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you work Done just that. for one theatre? Yeah, no, I'm I'm the head of stage of Stratford East. Or Theatre Royal Stratford East. Oh, okay. And Carpenter. <laughs> so we, we try and build as much in-house as possible. And so we built the last show we just did, Shining City, which is currently open. Mm -hmm. That we built, that I built with um, a couple of friends. And yeah. Then that went off to a painter and then came back and spent two weeks putting it up and rehearsing and had press night three weeks ago for it. Cool. It's yeah. good to see theatres getting back into the swing of yeah. things. There's there's a lot a lot of places are now opened up, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Like before, it was all everyone was being very tentative and being like doing a small two week run and then going dark again and doing some maintenance. And then, but now it's full steam ahead. That's good to hear. I'm sure everyone working in the entertainment industry 
the theatre industry actors are all very very pleased yeah i've got to ask um what unless i imagined it or dreamt it which is very strange <clears throat> what was with the remote controlled rabbit that i saw Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, there's two of them. Holy Grail or something. Or... No, it's for Panto. So it, it's a playful thing to have the designer want, or the the opening of the show basically want to look like a Hamley's toy display. So we bought a flapping, one of those flapping bird things that just is on a bit of string that goes around. But that that got delivered today and may have instantly been cut because unless I can stop it from singing high on a hill. <laughs> Continues, <laughs> but it, but it's only the first two like bars of the music, and it's just on re- repeated loop by like tinny robot bird noises. Ah. So it had that spin, spinning around in the office, and everyone was sort of after two seconds of it was like make it stop. Please, before I hit it with a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some wire cutters, you'll you'll, you'll get that sorted. Be a, yeah, be a pinata of it swinging around, swinging for it. <laughs> <laughs> Try and blat it as it goes round. Yeah, blindfold, do it blindfold with the music on. Blindfold, yeah, yeah, pinata. That could be quite a fun Christmas game. <laughs> Explain to the IT guy why all the monitors are smashed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Stuart, what happened was a bird got in the room and... Knocked things over. (laughs) I've got all sorts of strange imagery in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crikey. Yeah. Just thought of it. I just thought a bunch of kind of you know grown ups kind of trying to black a, a thing around a, an office trying to make you shut up. Yeah. This could be one of those fish. What were those fish that were kind of bass. about ten years ago? Yeah, oh, kind of yeah. seen fish. The amount of people, say the amount, well, amount of see- elderly people that uh, would walk into the toy shops and nearly have a poor heart attack as that thing would go <laughs> off because they were motion sensors. I've seen someone's hat. Sorry, Dom, go on. No, I was saying, I've, I recently saw one on YouTube. Someone had hacked uh, Alexa into one of them. <laughs> so maybe it's just like, scream the wake word, and the fish sort of goes, ar, ar. <laughs> There's one at the Southampton Makerspace, which obviously I'm yeah. <laughs> occasionally go to, and that does jabber out the occasional we're closing soon or or uh, taking a photo or whatever and it's a little freaky <laughs> i suppose out of all the places the southampton maker space would all, would definitely need to be the one that's got one that's been completely modified wouldn't it of course <laughs> it would be yes <laughs> as you've asked this week uh i have what have i been doing this week actually I'm trying to remember Oh, Maker's Waffle took up quite a bit of time this week. Uh, not just the recording, but it's quite a... Uh, people haven't listened to it. It's quite a hefty topic. Uh, so there's quite a bit of prep up in advance on that. Uh, and then I've spent the last couple of days getting that edited and out to the world, which happened Excuse Tuesday me. afternoon. So that's out and about. Hopefully people will listen to that. And yeah, heavy topic, but... I've Hopefully people will listen to it and kind of take some of it on because um, it needs to be because it's a topic that shouldn't need to be discussed because it shouldn't exist, but it does. So it is, does need to be discussed. I won't say any more than that. People can go and listen to it. Uh, it's out on all good podcast providers. So, yeah, do that. I, listen now, to it. You... I, I can't say okay. I enjoyed it, but I, didn't. I needed to listen to it. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it at all. It was it was no. it was harrowing, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to change the topic because I I don't really want to think about it right now. Because um, this must no. be fun. Because this is fools for tools or fuels <laughs> fuels for tools. Um, we didn't actually ask you posh. what you've been doing this week, Andy. I've just said just been doing maker's waffle. I know, but That's we didn't ask. Much. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I hear you didn't ask. Why I asked you? <laughs> I think that's about what else. I can't remember what else I've been doing. There must have been other things. I know there was other things. Uh, yeah, no, just just pottering about with bits and bobs and poorly child and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that was probably about it. A to-do list that's full but never gets finished. Yeah, which leads mm. in nicely to our topic because <laughs> yeah, we do have a topic, and that's the idea of taking on too much, having too much to do, too many things, too many irons in the fire, lots of synonyms for it. Uh, Chris, I know this was something something that uh, you've been thinking about lately. Yeah, I think what. It's been building up actually recently for myself, but what really finished it off is the Falls with Tools treasure trade, which I'm quite upset to not be taking part in, but it's probably a really sensible decision right now with so much on my plate. I don't want to disappoint anyone coming up down the line or stress myself out even further. After the first time, just said, nope, enough. Let's focus on what, you know, other 100 projects I've got currently on the go and do those instead. Maybe I can finish one or two of them. Yeah, that, in fact, that reminds me what the other thing I was doing this week, because most of last week I was doing daily. Um, how did I describe it last week? Passive aggressive motivational posters to go up on the Fools for Tools website, uh, not website, Facebook group, uh, encouraging people to sign up before the deadline, which was last Sunday. Uh, so if you listen to this, well, you are listening to this after last Sunday, so too late to sign up uh, for this year, but you can all sign up from the email list for next year. Um, but yeah, that's now closed and the Ellen will sort out who's getting who in a few days time. Because um, obviously that takes quite a lot of sorting out. But yeah, good. it's difficult, isn't it, when you kind of have that I want to do something, mm. but I know I shouldn't. And the responsible thing to do is to say, yeah, I'm not going to this year. But yeah, I can imagine it's tough. It, it sucked, basically, not doing it, but it was the right thing to do or not do. Yeah. See, I, I have a catch-22 when it comes to this whole taking on too much. Is In my mind, if I create a list, I've got too much stuff to do. Because the moment I, I, I then put all of my things I need to do into a list, then I start panicking at the fact that I have to complete those things. Whereas if I do the things that I can remember, then I'm not snowed under with too much stuff. Don't get me wrong, the amount of stuff that gets forgotten. Or I then get halfway through a project and then realise actually I was supposed to have started with something else. So it's that whole catch-22 <laughs> thing of the fact that the best thing I could do is actually create a list. But I'm terrified of them. But then on the flip side... I love ticking things off a list. I just don't want it to be the list that I've created. I'd rather someone who said, here's your list of things to do today. And I know I can work my way through it. But if I've got to then write down a list of things that I need to do, it terrifies me. Yeah. Do you, ever do, do you ever do the thing where you write down something you've done just so you can tick it off? I've done it twice and it didn't give me the satisfaction I was hoping for. I did it the first time and thought, that, 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 it, it felt numb. It, 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 it annoyed me that I'd almost wasted the piece of paper to put the thing down on in the first place. But there was the list was then created by someone else. And then further down that list, I did something, wrote it on it, because it was one of those jobs that kind of took longer than it should have done. So I felt that it needed a place on that list. and crossed that out again and looked at it. And I think it then devalued what I'd just done. <laughs> but if, so, it's a list for, if it's a list for other people, I think that can, and potentially has to go back to that other person, I think. In like a work scenario, that can be really quite useful to go. Yeah, that's Actually, what this I didn't was. Do in that case. A, B, and C, but I've done D, E, and F because I thought they were more important. So there, there you go, and you know, reschedule A, B, and C. Yeah, we we actually have yeah. a whiteboard next to our dining table, and there is a thing, a table, a writing on it that said Nana's table. So my mother-in-law had a table. Don't know how many years old, many many years old, made of slats timbers, and the timbers in many cases are 
kind of opened so you can now see through the table so i ran ran it through the table saw kind of squared up a load of those bits trued it all back together but in true nature it didn't want to sit flat so card scraped all the top flat again sanded it all flat um and then um re lacquered it and that was it and to be honest it probably only took about as long as what i've just described it it took me about three months but the list where because i just wrote it across the middle of the whiteboard it's now been rewritten in lots of different places across the whiteboard where other people were trying to add lit bits to lists so we've all got our own colored pens and it kept moving further and further down the page and I was, it was quite nice to go and wipe that off this evening mainly because i think it's the only thing on there that's mine <laughs> <laughs> so Tell whiteboard lists i recommend them yeah uh, can be good I think at the moment it's with Panto coming up, it's it's sitting there at the beginning with the white card and going, Oh yeah, we can build this bit and this bit and this bit and then having to sit there and actually go well, actually we've only got four weeks to build everything and deciding what what basically me and my deputy really wanted to build as opposed to getting halfway through building everything and then going, oh, I've run out of time. Just hammer things together so it's usable for a, a two-week show. But Yeah, I guess you've like got a... very fixed deadlines, haven't you? You can't go, yeah. not quite finished. No, we, there is a little bit of leeway, but it's... It gets to the point where if you're still painting the set at first preview, it's a little bit. It's seen as it's seen as like not very uh, gaming. Like, yeah, <laughs> to be painting the set before, like while the show is still going on. But even big shows have had that happen. So sometimes it does happen, but. There has been like there's a show I did twenty sixteen where the morning of the first tech rehearsal the uh, the director came in and cancelled the rehearsal so we could move the entire set on stage by four foot and re like and it was all swinging doors so we'd spent two days getting all these doors perfectly swinging and then. The director came in and went, well, I can't get the furniture out now, so we're not going to have rehearsals today. Bring everything on stage. <laughs> and then there was the next mad rush to get that ready for the next day. And then everyone had, it sort of had bumped everyone a day behind then. You. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I can imagine that's quite do you ever get do you get much kind of with the kind of directors going yeah i know i wanted that three meters tall now i want it two meters tall but i want four of them yes that has yeah. um that has happened the you spend ages on something and then the director sees it and goes i don't want it anymore i changed my mind and it gets cut before it's even been on the show <laughs> Uh, that happened to a friend of mine for the Olympics. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like um, they spent they spent four or five months building essentially recreations of the um, Stevenson's rocket that was supposed to come on during the big opening ceremony in 2012, and they got cut last minute. Like they've been in dress rehearsals and everything, and the last minute they were like, "There's not enough time. We're just going to cut those. Just move on to the next section." Uh, yeah, that must be so annoying if you can't. Because I mean, I guess you still get paid, but yeah. not seeing your creation in this thing that only happens once every you know, fifty years or so. You know, yeah, I, I don't know it's every four years, but it's fifty years. I can't remember, when was the last British one before 2012? It was quite a while, wasn't it? But yeah, to miss out on that kind of yeah, in your hometown, big thing happening, bigger than, I mean, it's the biggest event every four years, isn't it? The Olympics. 
that's yeah. that sucks a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it, it happens though. You sort of like the amount of things I've built that as soon as the show's closed, it goes straight into the skip. Oh. Which Must yeah. It you just have to learn to essentially let go of it. You just sort of go like I built the thing, it's been it's happened now, the show has happened, now now that now it goes away. You kind of always think, I mean, there must be some. What was I was listening to? I was listening to a podcast a while ago, and it was talking about how I think it was in New York. A lot of the theatres have there's like a warehouse somewhere that the theatres kind of all props get sent to. So if you need, and you can kind of hire props in from. Uh, yeah. So if you need, like, oh, we've got a. Uh, a scene where we've got a a dinner party so all the kind of the, the gubbins you'd have for a dinner party the the, the silver service yeah. the the plates the the candelabras and whatever you can kind of go like dinner party set please and kind of yeah hire or whatever yeah. all the different theaters do that you kind of but i guess there's some stuff you can't do that with if you've made something that's kind no. of like, it's perfect for one show yeah it's a, it's a, it's a like, giant wizard of oz kind of hide behind the curtains well, some, thing some things do get kept like if a show goes is either destined to be transferred to like the west end or is going on tour or maybe going on tour or maybe brought back for a revival so like um the operas i do like a few of them are revivals so they'll go they'll either sit will We'll pack them into an Arctic lorry and they'll then sit in that lorry until they return. Or they just, there's lots of old, um, like refrig, like fruit refrigeration places that have been bought by haulage companies. Mm. So they're just ma massive warehouses and they've just got 60, 70 shows just all in storage, just waiting to be brought out yeah. again yeah some of them come out some of them get put in storage and then forgotten about sounds like the uh the, the warehouse at the end of uh indiana jones and the um raiders lost Ark. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i need something like that for all my unfinished currently work in progress projects the Ouch. warehouse <laughs> a big bit of space would be nice but, uh, for projects wouldn't it You'd just having that kind of I, I kind of like, do you know what kind of Mythbusters with the kind of Jamie Heinemann's sort of shop where they had kind of like just, they kind of got their workshop areas, but then they had just like, yeah. The wall of shelves. Yeah, 20 feet high shelves with tubs on, some just shelves, but yeah, just tubs and tubs and tubs of stuff. Yeah. I always fancied kind of something like that. We've kind of just got super storage. Storage kind of. It's one thing, isn't it? It's the case of at the same time, though, of having um, well, as you've got, you've got in the tinkerage, you, you can only do one project at a time, and, and yeah. I think that's that's for the majority of makers that aren't necessarily doing everything 100% for content. It's that I've started a project, I actually have to finish it because I don't have anywhere to store it while I then start the next thing that I would really like to start. And I think that's yeah. what I kind of I like and hate about my workshop, because any project you've started, there's no way to put that's, it. Yeah, that's really yeah. a blessing in many ways. Mm. I, I think I would hate a very large workshop. Problem is, I have a garage, and I, if it's depending on what it is, it could live outside. <laughs> and it, and it, it is that worst case scenario of oh, you just hope you start things that are small. Um, I've been trying to make a joystick for retro, or I make a. I really wanted to make a arcade unit, mini one of these mini desktop ones, but cool. was too afraid to start something too big and never finish it because I, I kind of know what I'm like. Like that's this the, the, the whole point of the, this evening is as you you is the, this whole starting thing. So in the, in my head, I've made something, tried to make something small, but because it's really not what I want, 
it's kind of never got finished and it's stayed i've got as far as making yeah. like the, the joystick and it's now gone into a um, like a waterproof box because then all the gubbings can sit inside and basically a cable will come out the back and it's still not finished and it's that that i think is is taking on too much also a case of the fear of starting the fear of not finishing or is it the, the fear of running out of things to do or is it simply just a case of as a maker you can't say no yeah hashtag squirrel <laughs> we were having this conversation well into last year the hashtag squirrel i stopped what yes. i was doing 3d printed the hashtag squirrel <laughs> But, but I mean, right. for me, for, certainly for me, that's one of one of my problems. I just want to do everything. I want to learn everything, and I want to do everything. And I don't have the space or the physical capacity, because um, my my back particularly, to be able to do that. Yeah, I, I and so I wanted. I want to do. I mean, if I had. I mean, this is kind of almost a maker's curse, isn't it? Of, of, as, as opposed to maybe like woodworker or wood turner, where you kind of go, yeah, I want, I want to have a go at liner printing. So I've got the stuff for that. I want to have a go at bookbinding. I've got the stuff for that. I want to have a go at drawing. I've got the stuff for that. I want to have a go at uh, Lego Technics. I've got the stuff for that. I want to have a go at woodworking. I've got the stuff for that. I want to go wood carving. Oh, I've got the stuff for that. I want to have a go at electronics. I've got the stuff for that. Oh, but let's try Arduino as well. So I've got the stuff for that. And, oh, and Raspberry Pi. So I've got the stuff for that too. And then you kind of you you end up with a million and one lots of stuff that you kind of want to do and yeah hashtag squirrel how, how did you get on with that pico <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's just, it, I mean there's just so many there's just so many bits and bobs isn't it there's just so many kind of opportunities and so many projects sometimes but yeah i think if for all of us we, we've also got you know we've got houses to repair and yeah families to do stuff with and i certainly find i mean at the moment i can't get in the tinkerage because i've got i've got a broken dining chair that's sitting in there which has got a pile of stuff on it including some tools i've got no clear work surface in there the weather's been too bad to go out there or i've not had the time or the energy or whatever and so it's kind of like we talk about lists i mean i've got lists of almost li almost lists of lists like kind of you know, adam savage's kind of sort of recommendation of yeah if you make lists that keeps things organized and have a list of your lists if necessary and i've just i mean i've got yeah the side of me here i've got a, a pile of paper of things to do yeah top of which has got kind of your know, car insurance needs to be sorted out but yeah underneath there somewhere there's a to-do list from a few weeks ago which i know i haven't ticked everything off and yeah this it's kind of like in the back of my head i'm constantly thinking well i haven't done a thoughts on the tinkerage lately and i haven't made a video for tales from the tinkerage for even longer and there's things to fix there's yeah i need to change a side light on my car well i've got some other bit i've got a, a plastic panel that's broken i need to fix to go back in the car i just kind of constantly juggling all these kind of bits and bobs to do alongside kind of sort of life i think and i don't know if it's for me whether it's something that kind of coming kind of from makers waffle we've had a few discussions with people talking about things like adhd and i i'm kind of getting to the point where maybe i ought to think about getting a proper diagnosis because i'm just it's very easy when you kind of so sort of, yeah google google diagnose you kind of go oh yeah yeah that's like me but then you kind of at some point you kind of got to go yeah but actually it's not just maybe google diagnosis and kind of agreeing with that maybe it is taking on too many other things no don't google diagnose anything Every time I've done that, I need to call 999. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's some of it as well. Like you sit, I think I find with my workshop, you sort of, you go into a workshop and you go, right, I need to put shelves up. 
Oh, well, you go into the initial thing, you go in and go, I want to build a chair or I want to build something. And you go into the workshop and go, oh, yeah, I need to put shelves up to put the thing I've just bought. to fit. And then you get distracted by the shelves and you go, but the shelves aren't. Why do... And then you end up designing a whole shelving unit and then go, oh, but now I need it. I now I need a router you table. You've got to move yeah. a socket. You've got to move an electrical socket to put the shelf up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you, and it's when just you... that it's... It's that cascading. Just, it's the pulling, pulling on the thread of the knitted jumper, and just being like, "Just pull the thread. I'll just pull a little bit more. I pull. Uh, oh, where's the jumper gone?" <laughs> I wonder if you could re-knit it again, or whether or not there were the, the, the whether or not the wool would have got a bit of um, you know how uh, like metals can get the me the memory and it just springs back. Whether the wool would argue with you if you tried to re-knit re it. <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll have to ask Ellen or... I've only ever knitted someone. once. I've done a little bit, but not really properly for a while. I do have... Actually, yeah, I've got the stuff. Because the course <laughs> for school was last year. Ellen did a knitting course and I started it. But I was struggling to keep up and I could then stop. But I've got a box full of knitting stuff down underneath my desk behind me. Because I was going to knit... Um, Jane's hat from full full. I was gonna say full fly then, but it's not full fly. Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, that's the proper name for it. Put it on. Yeah. Tools. tools. <laughs> so I was going to knit that, and at some point I will. And also a Doctor Who scarf. I've got I've got the wall for doing a uh, uh, Tom Baker Doctor Who scarf. Brilliant. No, not overly difficult that one, but a lot of knitting. Although I was going to do it half scale because I don't really want a thirteen foot long scarf. <laughs> Because that just takes too much time, if nothing else. Do you know, I haven't seen Doctor Who since I was six. That was the last time I watched it. A Dalek scared the life out of me and I've never watched Doctor Who since. I haven't I haven't seen Doctor Who since four o'clock. Button or something you've got. Yeah, we watch we watch Doctor we watch Doctor Who every lunchtime in the week. Is this starting from the beginning each time and working yeah, well, through? Yeah, well, no, we started because um, my youngest got into Doctor Who with the, uh, I want to say, 13. And then yeah. as that started, it was like, oh, look, all the other new Doctor Whos are on uh, iPlayer. So we watched all the new Doctor Who's. And then uh, last year, for her birthday, we got a BritBox subscription for the year for her, which has all the classic Doctor Who's that are available, because some of them are lost. So we've been working through. So we're now on the last season of John Pertwee. So we'll have that finished in the next couple of weeks. And then it'll be on to Tom Baker, who was my Doctor Who when I was a wee laddie. But yeah, there's all these kind of, all these sort of distractions and things. Yeah, they just, I think, I think that's, add life to distractions. <laughs> and I think we end up then with lots and lots of things to do. But are there solutions? We've talked about lists. Are there solutions? to having too much to do. Are we assuming other than burning said lists? <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't necessarily <laughs> stop, stop the things, does it? I suppose it's a case down to trying to micromanage mixture between your time or what you and what you really, well, I was going to say want to get done, but I don't think want sometimes is the issue, is it? It's, it's it, maybe it's, it's need first. Like in your case, you've got your uh, on top of your list you, lists, even though you've got things on there that could have been on there for months. Your vehicle insurance really could probably do a being dealt with, because you yeah. know they yeah. you know they'll get you on that renewal <laughs> and, and it'll go up. <laughs> it it's almost like dividing the dividing the list into wants and needs. Ooh, ooh I like that. Ah, uh, but that makes yeah. two separate lists. 
that's true. You need to divide one of those into another list. <laughs> you, then you add the really need and the really want, and you get four lists. This almost sounds like the uh, the way that Google used to do their friends for the ring, the uh, circles sort of things, and it's whichever one thing gets into the most circles. Right, it's that. That's what I've got to do next. Google Plus. That that was. Uh, yeah, it didn't last that long, did it? Really, I suppose. But I, I really liked its concept of rings. So you 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 added people into different sections, and some people would cross over into other bits, and that that side of it I really liked. Everything else about it kind of sucked. Although I think out of all of that's probably where YouTube came from. I think everything good about that was that not all kind of starting to spiral or maybe that was when I first heard of YouTube. I think YouTube was already going. I think. What was it? Oh, okay. But I may be wrong. It is rather a long time ago. I, right? I always thought YouTube started as like its own separate entity and then just got yeah. engulfed. I bought out by Google to maybe bolster their plus service. It's just like, oh, we have video now on our plus service with this cool new YouTube thing. If you're right. Plus. I mean, back in the day, I remember them on a April Fool's Day. And we will remember the classic um, Rickroll, where that originated from. And there's no way a big company like Google would make every single video on their platform direct to this video today. Um, it just would no. be catastrophic, wouldn't it? Um, but back then, I believe they had a bit more autonomy and they could do what they wanted, and they just did that for the day. I did like the video they, the April Fools they produced of like have the whole of YouTube sent to you on DVD. <laughs> I can imagine that. It was, now. Like, it was like the first subscription model. It was like every month we'll send you the latest thing and it's just a pallet of dvds arrive at your house <laughs> my goodness that'd be I, insane just thinking about lists i think some ruthlessness is really needed on my ones for sure there's there's things on my lists that yeah that's achievable i could do that i want to do that i could probably achieve that great and then there's things on the list like the giant wooden rabbit from quest for the holy grail that i've got to think do you know what if I did this, it would fill up the garden. I can't afford I mean, to take it. Wood. Yeah, with price of wood at the moment. Yeah, that, that that's, got wood. Be, that's got to be done though at a UK maker camp. That that kind of thing. That's a collaboration <laughs> project. <laughs> See, maybe that's the thing about taking on too much. Maybe it's a case of forget, taking accepting help where you can. Hmm. Yeah, or delegating. <laughs> If you took it to the if you took it to Carisbrook Castle, like <laughs> I'm sure other makers will help you come to Carisbrook Castle and set it up in the dead of night and then just leave it there. <laughs> if we can get red up in the castle. It's great taunting insults as well. <laughs> I think it, it would have to be all of John Cleese's word for word though, wouldn't they? Because of course. Of course. And he he probably knows it. <laughs> I'm just thinking, yeah, there's probably stuff on the list that I could share. Yeah, I certainly, I know on your list, Andy, I think you had Build a Dalek at some point, didn't you? Yeah, that is on the list. You know, if I lived closer to you, I would be like, right, let's just do this. Yeah. That's gonna, that, that is going to happen. A Dalek and a canine is going to happen at some point. Um, canine? The dog? The, the robotic dog? dog. dog who? Oh, right, okay. Um... This is, I mean, this is, I mean, up, up on the shelf behind me is, is, is sort of my notebooks, and one of those is my making notebook, and within that, there are lists, multiple lists of things that I want to do. So, projects, skills, things that I want to sort of take on. But then I've got a kind of, yeah, I've got my everyday list. I've started, uh, I don't have mine handy yet, I've started kind of a new approach the last couple of weeks of my weekly list of these are the things that I must do. These are things I must do every day. These are things I've got to do on particular days this week. So kind of the first thing I do on a Monday morning is kind of go through like what's happening this week that has to happen. Yeah, what's what's the kind of yeah, appointments? What needs? Who needs to be somewhere? I need to taxi them. Who needs to? 
um, you know, what needs to happen exactly on on time. But I've still got I've got those lists of things that kind of you. Know, what I've said to people like you know, oh look you, you've asked for a bit of feedback on some videos. I'll do that, and I haven't done it yet. Or I had a I had next student contact me, saying, I I'm really getting into physics now. I didn't do physics didn't do physics eight level, but he really sort of gotten into physics and maths. Like, have you got some things that you could recommend as kind of things to get me into the undergraduate level maths? And I'm like, yeah, I'll dig something out. And I haven't. And it's just it's just one of those things that's fallen off the bottom of the list. But I, I mean I think, Chris, you said at the start that you you've not taken on. The Fools of Tools Treasure Trade this year, which is a difficult move to make, and I think that ability to set, sometimes say, "No, I, I, I want to do that, but I'm not going to do that right now," is is a hard thing to do. And I, I really admire you for um, sort of taking that decision to say no. It, it, yeah, you can almost say that that was a, a, a spiffing move, really. <laughs> I don't, I don't often do stuff like that myself, um, but just needed to. Just getting older. Um, yeah. Just don't have the energy to do everything that we want to do. And sometimes you just have to be tough because we are our own worst enemies. And I just completely missed the prompt about spiffing, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what we didn't do before we started and when we had that little chat about kind of you know, make sure we weren't all going to spiff the same thing was to actually work out an order that we were going to spiff and of course you know Steve normally asks out yeah what order it's going to be and which I was thinking is quite a fun thing to do I kind of you know what, what that order is going to be so let's go we, we came in, in in order we joined so let's go do reverse order for spiffing so, Don, you joined the, the call last, so yep. what do you want to spiff? Uh, I am going to spiff uh, the colleague I had helped me build Shining City. Uh, she has now moved on to working in furniture making. Uh, her Instagram is Mary Ellen Maker. Just going to double check that I've got that. Correct. Yes, we'll make sure Mary Ellen Maker. Cool. Yeah, that's who I'd like to spiff. So, sort of female carpenter. Yep. Very, very, very good female carpenter. It's just, just someone I could, I, because I'm head of stage, I sort of off to meetings, I could literally just throw her a drawing and be like, make this bit for me, I'll be back in an hour. And then and she'd just go up like just go off and make whatever and preempt things that i'd drawn incorrectly in cad and yeah <laughs> of course i've just wow. been a bit i've just been a bit of a dick by just sort of saying female company she's just a carpenter doesn't matter that she's female yeah but you know we have to admit yeah it is, it's unusual for women to be professional carpenters and which is a bit yeah. of a shame because there's no reason why they can't be and so that's, that's cool. We'll definitely check that out and have a look on uh, Instagram. Right, uh, Chris, it's your yes. I think spiff. I would love to spiff Emmett at Dead Rise Woodcrafts. He's been doing a, I don't know if anyone's been following his, but he's been doing a make the chest set with yep. all different pieces from various different makers in the community. Um, I took I had the privilege of taking part myself. I did him a prawn. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. You really I, did, didn't you? Yes. I made him a wood-carved prawn with some blister packaging. Um, I'm sure he probably would have preferred a, a pawn, but uh, if that's what he wanted, so yeah, that's what we went for. <laughs> um, he's done a few videos on this chess set so far. It's looking fantastic. There's some really amazing pieces from some great makers on there. And he's auctioning it off for charity as well. Uh, for, and I, I must apologize, I always get these letters completely wrong, uh, for an LGBTQIA plus um, charity over in Pittsburgh in the States um, for homeless youths. And the chess set is awesome. You can win it in a raffle. 
and I believe the end date, according to my notes, are is twenty sixth of October. Yep. Worth checking out. I, I may even, when I finally get around to editing it, do a video of how I made the prawn for it as well. But yeah, he's worth checking out, and he's done some great stuff in the past. He helped me out with the testicular cancer awareness thing by making some unusual stuff for that. But, yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen that chess set develop because he, he, mm. he it started out the idea kind of launched within the makers on zoom having coffee discord group which i'm a mm. member of uh so about half the pieces have been made by members of that that group so we've kind of i've seen the kind of the idea develop and i've seen the pieces coming in even before they were on kind of instagram for some of them um and it it is it, it's fantastic having seen how that's developed and how so many people have actually got on board to help produce those pieces uh, with very few problems. As, as he's had a couple of, uh, I think he's only had one, possibly two people said they were going to do something and then weren't for one reason or another able to, but other people have then stepped in. That's um, right, he's got some extras. Uh, and but, and he's, yeah, there's been a couple of extra ones as well. And the last piece to come in was, which only came in, I think at the start of this week, end of last week. Uh, was the second queen first piece in was the first queen second last piece in was the second queen blah, 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 tired can't get that I'm, I'm not wording um so yeah kind of austin saunders from high caliber craftsman did the first queen out of yes, metal and the second one was done by rebecca de Groot and is absolutely gorgeous so if you've not viewers haven't seen that go and find it on instagram and check mm. it out i'd love a complete chess set made in that style i'll be buying uh, to together definitely it's it, it's good so many different metal wood 3d printed bits jewelry resin you name it there's everything there yeah leather uh yeah. combinations of materials uh, recycled objects. I think one of them was made from a recycled spark plug, if I remember correctly. That sounds it's... amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not Very sure good. how easy it would be to play chess with it. Because all the pieces are. In, we should be all right. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the pieces are very, very different. Right. Uh, sorry. I missed the name at the beginning. I was trying to search and Instagram was being annoying. So, what was the person's name again? Uh, he's Emmett. He's at the Dead Rise Woodcrafts. And of course, the link, presumably, Andy, you're posting me. Yeah, I'll post the links to I'll post the links to Steve, and hopefully Steve will post the links to the show notes. Um, cool. And maybe I'll I'll even might even do an Instagram post on my own and kind of sort of. Mm. I'll, I'll coordinate with Steve. Well, this shows uh, how good YouTube is. I'm already subscribed. And I've, first, I've <laughs> other than of, um, what Chris made, that's the first I've heard of it. Yeah, more more on Instagram. I think he's been putting more of the pieces up, but he's had a couple of videos on. YouTube. Oh right. Okay. Simon, what about your Mine I went for something a bit different. I've gone for for gaming. Um something I that's dear to my heart for many, 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 many years. Um and uh it's a slight cheat as well, because it's actually my brother. But he decided to start doing an online gaming channel. Um it must have been a year about now so yeah it's just as i started chemo um because i kind of stopped playing games and bits and pieces which i was doing with him at the time so he thought he'd have a bit of a giggle and do some bits for me to watch um and he, for considering he had never learnt video editing video recording trying to record himself and he did um did a wrap-up the other day of kind of like his last year and the to what he's learnt and where he's come from with all of that it just it was really it was it was really good to see what he's managed to do in a year in terms of his ability um and and go through all the different games and things really um and i kind of just feel that he in a lot of his things he could do with some do with some recognition for it so it's uh it's certainly quite nice to sit there and see how much also how comfortable he's become with hearing his own voice <laughs> Certainly, in the first few videos, it's probably a bit like me this evening. Really, it's kind of a very much a case of uh, I don't feel like I belong here. To I'm 
really enjoying it, really making the most of it. Cool. So, so what's his it, channel called? It, it. Oh, yes. Sorry. It's not so serious gaming. You know which one you found when you see a crazy looking rabbit. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good channel. I like it. Cool. Well, we'll make sure that's linked in show notes. Mm. So I guess that leaves me. Now I'm going to kind of go, it's kind of a almost triple, triple spiff. Uh, quadru oh, quadruple, maybe even. <laughs> I, 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 one of my regular must-watch channels every week is uh, DigiKey. Uh, they're an electronic supplier. And amongst their kind of, as well as their electronics videos, kind of how-tos and new product type things, uh, every week they sponsor a video called Maker Update. And it's it, there's two hosts, or two regular hosts, they take it in turns every other week. Uh, and one of those is uh, Tyler Weingartner, uh, who's in a couple of the kind of uh, Facebook groups. He's, he's certainly, I'm not sure if he's in Fools with Tools, but he's certainly in... Uh, we like to make stuff uh, group and a couple of weeks ago somebody had posted up in uh, we like to make stuff a channel called DK's crafts and that kind of like really piqued my interest it's about a 600,000 subscriber channel a variety of kind of making uh, bits of wood bits of metal bits of electronics quite a sort of very mixed news one of those sort of channels that kind of grabbed my attention and I'm going to save the channel, not just a video, because I'm going to do a deep dive rabbit hole jump when I get a bit of time. Um, so, yeah, it's a couple of weeks ago, so I haven't even got close to that yet. But Tyler posted a kind of uh, a comment saying, oh, if you like that, you're going to like this one called JSK, I think Kubu or Kubo, K-O-U-B-O-U. Uh, which is a significantly larger channel again, I, I think maybe a couple of million um, subscribers. And it was like, oh, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, this isn't going to be saved as well. So the, the two of them are saved in my, on my computer to kind of deep dive at some point, which, yeah, I mean, it, it's sitting in a list of about 2,200, 2,300 kind of other things that I also want to look at. Uh, on my one tab, which is one of my, yeah, I've got too many things to do. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it, there are a couple of channels I've never heard of, never even sniffed her at, but kind of like, oh, this is, this is a, a real kind of maker's channel. I'm going to deep dive that. So that's that kind of my spiff. Uh, I can't guarantee they're actually any good, but just looking at the video list makes me want to go, yeah, I'm going to deep dive that. So hopefully that, I mean, it's just spiffing enough when you see a channel like that, you think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be spending some time there at some point. Yeah, it's, so, all, it's all the um, playlists that they've got everything nicely separated. So yeah. make, making tools, making tools with the grinder, the leather side of things, the audio equipment side of things, the wooden clocks and more than one of them. Yeah, it's kind oh. of like, it's, there's, a, there's a lot there. There's an awful lot there. Radio controlled so. bird. Yeah, a real kind of, yeah, I'm going to sort of deep dive that. Right, so I guess we kind of, time to just round off now and, and say goodnight or tell people where they can find us. Uh, so, Chris, let's get uh, let's mix it up. Chris, where can people find you? Just there, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, that's where I found you. If people, if people want to find you outside of the sounds of this podcast, if they want to go and listen to your uh, beautiful voice in other places and see your beautiful face in other places where might that be well best place to go is my youtube channel which is the virginia it's primarily where i try to put most of my stuff when i actually get around to having the energy to put stuff when you've got those lists under control yeah, yeah. dom what about you uh you can find me on instagram under sneak dante all one word or in the sidelines at the theatre. Yeah, or at Theatre of Stratford East. Uh, you probably won't see me unless something's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, look who can find you. Instagram, pretty much only, um, which is uh, Sidon100UK. 
That's and I am in many places around the internet. Uh, Instagram, Andy CPU, same for Twitter. Also Maker's Waffle, also anything that says from the Tinkerage. Um, not the Tinkerage, because that's a different place. That's down in New Zealand. But if it's Tales from or Thoughts on the Tinkerage, then that's probably me. So and every single tool competition thread that's out there too. I haven't entered any <laughs> tool competitions for at least seven or eight months, I think. That's why I've just won something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got to give people a chance here. Yeah, so. <laughs> On that note, bye bye, folks. Bye. See you later.